Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skincare, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber Skincare harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly, but that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance, let's just dance, baby, I just wanna dance, 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 dance. Hey, bitchettes. Welcome back to the bar. This is your bitch number one leader, Christy. And bitch number two, Kelly. Hi, guys. Hello. I feel like we haven't uh, done a recap in a minute because we had Ed on last week. Ed brought back like so much of that old feeling in a good way. It was the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. When our kids loved it and it was fun. They did love Ed. Like they really did. And uh, even I was talking to Brittany after he said hello back and she's like oh i love it and diane's like i loved it he was fun he made kids like feel empowered like how he said he would give them hard stuff or page like he would challenge her or you know he was just positive and fun yeah yep so look there are really good dance teachers out there i believe that all right before we do anything we are making a tiny bit of progress on the patreon so let's start by thanking our patrons these are people who went over to patreon.com slash back to the bar and subscribe to our Patreon channel. All right, let's start by thanking Gabby, Alex, Annie, Maddie, Elizabeth, Nicole, Kiorsti. Sorry if I said that wrong. Erica, Caitlin, Jennifer, Alexis, Hannah, Jordan, Kelly, Amy, Shelby, Abby, Saviana, Amy, Alyssa Marie, Claire, Dominique, where is Tommy Barber, Alexa, Catherine, JC, Sophia, Faith, Aaron, Julia, Ashley, Chloe, Valid Velvet, Natalie, Kennedy, Alice, Alyssa, Winter, Colette, Brianna, Emily, Kelsey, Paige, Alex, Lucy, Gabriella, Teriona, Hannah, Nye, Diane, Rena, Alyssa, Ava, Kate, Blair, Sarah, Leslie, Lucy, Kelsey, Haley, Michaela, Kendra, Brittany, Charisma, Abby, Trishelle, Bella, Amanda, Amy, Suzanne, Maddie, Chantel, Olate, Teresa, Maddie, Kay, Sarah, Eternity, Courtney, Diamond, Reese, Andrea, Becca, KJ, Armani, Allie, Colin, Alyssa, Brooke, Mackenzie, Alex, Lowry, Aspen, Ava, Kimberly, Caitlin, Natalie, Juliana, Ricky, Izzy, Isabel, uh, Candice, Emma, Sierra, Gabby, Kara, Kim, Dizzle, Jess, Maddie, Christiana, Carolyn, Ashhole. <laughs> That's funny. Emily, Allie, Harry, the baby, Shannon, Christopher, Heather, Mia, Caleb, Rachel, Carson, Chloe, and Obsidian Arts. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're still in the 30s. We still have 30 some pages left to go. You're kidding. Pages. Pages. It's true. It's true. You guys love us and we love you. You little bitchettes. Yes, our little bitchettes. All right, Kel, another order of business. What you drinking? I was just going to say... I don't think I've drank this on camera yet, but I love these. Have I drank this on camera? No. Oh, they're the Absolute Berry Vodkaritas. These are good. They have lots of flavor. Plus, look how cute that can is. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. The branding on this is great. Are they sweet? Mm, 
Yeah, but they are 10% alcohol. Oh. <laughs> That's probably why I like them. Are they carbonated? Uh, yes. I have to say, though, I haven't been drinking a whole lot. The last time I drank was last week with you and Ed. I had one drink and I hadn't drank before that. I'm just kind of like tired of having a headache. I know. The one bar that I go to, it's right by my house. I go there because it's close. Yeah. And they always carried my wine. Well, it's out of season now, so they're not busy. So they're like, Mm. we're not carrying like better wines or whatever. So I've been drinking this stuff. Oh, my God. Like the last two times I was there, like it's like a bomb went off in my head. Like, let me tell you, I have had such a headache. Like, I can't drink it anymore. They either have to get my shit in or I can't go there. I just saw that Cameron Diaz, and this is not an ad, but I just saw that Cameron Diaz has an organic wine that supposedly is headache-free. We shall see. I might order some and try it. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelly, did you ever drink Boone Strawberry Hill when yeah. you were a kid? It was like three bucks a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and Purple Mad Dog or Blue Mad Dog. Yes, definitely. Probably 15. <laughs> Yeah, I used to go to the chess oh arena, God. roller skating, yeah. and we would go back in the skate room and the one person back there was old enough and they would give it to us. Oh my God. Somebody was giving you alcohol in the chess arena? Yeah. Well, they hysterical. were friends. Like we were friends. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. But they worked uh, there in the skate room. I also used to drink Zima. Remember Zima? Never into Zima. People used to put a flavored Jolly Rancher in them to give it like strawberry or watermelon. Yeah. So there's a hack for you guys out there. Get a Zima. I don't think they make them. Although that might have had a resurgence. I think they did. I think they were gone for a while and then I think they came back. Maybe they're gone again. I don't know. But I'm really aging myself there. Yeah. Well, speaking of aging myself, guess who I'm going out with tonight? Who? My old sorority sisters. Oh, yeah? Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's cool. Where are you going? We're just going to dinner. We get together every, I mean, we used to try to get together once a year, but we haven't been together since before COVID. So we're going to get together and go to dinner. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Husband's going? No, just the girls. Just the girls. That's a good time. And I'll tell you what, their stories are usually, I'm like, holy shit. Uh, They're worse than us? Oh, well, they're worse than us in their sexcapades. Oh. Like, we don't have sexcapades. Like, they'll tell me wild stories of places that they've, like, done things with their husbands. And I'm like, dear God. Yeah, I'm lucky. I can do it in my bedroom. Right. (laughs) 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 Well, all right. We we better stop and just get right into the episode because we have a lot to cover. Oh, yes. This is a long one. My notes are, like, 20 pages. I know. I don't know why this is so long. Look at this. It's like a book and it's double-sided. I know. And you don't read. No. Yeah, I know. How about that one person who emailed us one time and told us that there was a magazine on Anne Frank so you could finally learn about her? (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to know anything about Anne Frank other than she did not do cartwheels. I agree with that. She did not do cartwheels. She did not do cartwheels. You are right on the money. I was. You were correct. All right, Kel, this is your week. And I have to say, I'm really grateful that this is your week because I am in a deep downward spiral on Dance Moms in season three. And this is like- Good, you're taking over for me finally. Uh, Yeah, but this is a lot that is, uh, there's a lot happening here with me that like you just don't understand on TV. But I am also going to say one thing I wanted to mention at the top of this. So when we see Kathy's team of all boys, Zach is on here. And Zach has now transitioned into- a female. So she goes by the name Lennon and she uses the uh, pronouns she and her. 
And so we reached out to Lennon and we said, how would you like us to address whenever we refer to you on the show? Because we want to be mindful of that. And she preferred that we call her she, her and her new name, Lennon. So we will first introduce like, this is the all boys team and Zach is here, but then we're going to just say from this point forward that we'll refer to Zach as Lennon. But honestly, I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, her in particular. So I don't know how much we'll have to refer to it, but we just wanted to say, you know, we're very supportive of her choices and admire her courage for being brave enough to like live her truth. And I would think this is very hard uh, because a lot of people who maybe transition, with the exception of like Caitlyn Jenner, but a lot of people don't have television footage of them previously yeah, that they have to constantly be reminded of. So I just wanted to bring that up at the top of the show. So that is just what we wanted to say. So we did want to be mindful. So thanks for humoring us as we explain that. So we're doing season three, episode six. I thought the name was cute. Boys uh-huh. are cuties. Girls have cooties. Yeah, that is cute. It's better than two girls, one cup or two girls, one solo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But wait until we talk about what that means. Do you know? No. Oh, for fuck's sakes. We'll get to it then. Uh, People out there are screaming that no, you're going to die when I tell you what it is. Okay. You're going to die. Like, actually, you're going to need resuscitated. (laughs) Okay. I know you. You're going to die. Okay. Can't wait, right? Yep. So we start off, we're in studio stay, and, you know, the girls walk in with us, and we start off right off with an interview from Melissa, and she says that she doesn't think she's ever been so nervous to walk into Pyramid. It's bad enough that they got fourth place last week, but then her and Abby got into a big fight, and she knows that Abby's mad at her. Welcome to our world. Won't you step inside? I usually walk into Pyramid, like, sweating. (laughs) Like, or what vomiting. is going to happen to me today? <laughs> she usually, like, skips into Pyramid. And we're like, Ugh. But, yeah, welcome to our world. It's a terrible place to be. I'm just telling you. So Abby's just, like, staring at the girls, like, with this disappointed look on her face. And she's like, I just want to see what fourth place looks like. She's just staring at the girls. And the girls are like, yeah, like, <laughs> this is what we look like. It's so ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. So Abby explains to us that she can't remember the last time the ALDC competition team came in fourth. Uh, Excuse you, Abby. Not you. Are you kidding? She can't remember the last. Oh, sorry. You have another thought. Finish and then I'll say it. I was going to say that it had been 20 to 30 years ago that that happened and was devastating to her. No, she's forgetting like how Hurt Them First came in 10th and Sinful was 7th. Land Unforgiven, you know, like, like snapshot. she's forgetting all of, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Snapshot. Nip, nip and Talk got for us. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been 20, 25 years, 25 years. Okay, Ab. I, I'm surprised she didn't say since Kelly danced. <laughs> Kelly was the <laughs> loser back then and got fourth. I haven't had anybody since. Uh, except there is footage of her old solo that has surfaced. And I'm pretty sure that's been... How about the day that that solo came out and our kids blew up our phones? I think there was a chain between Chloe, Paige, and Brooke and us. And they were like, if I had seen this, I would have never felt bad about where I placed exactly. my solos. Straighten your legs, point your feet, whatever. Like, take your own advice. But so this week's competition is at Onstage America, and it's in Voorhees, New Jersey. 
And Abby's like, you know, I don't want to be fourth again. So she goes on to the placement in the pyramid and Mackenzie is last. And she says that she won't be performing in the group dance this week. I want to point out to everyone, I don't know if people realize this. And somebody had mentioned on Patreon, they were like, oh my God, I can't believe that was the first time Mackenzie had two dances on the show. Oftentimes when Mackenzie wasn't in a dance like this one, it was because it was too hard. Like this was a hard dance. It wasn't as a punishment to Mackenzie. Abby was protecting her. Yeah. So then we go to Maddie. She's sixth. And Melissa says in her interview that having both Maddie and Mackenzie on the bottom was a little different. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Abby says at Nationals, Maddie was amazing and just as good as Chloe, but Chloe won. And ever since then, and she just like gives a shrug, like what happened ever since then? Let me ask you a question. Do you think if Maddie had beat Chloe, Abby would have said, Chloe, you were just as good as Maddie? No. She has to keep telling everyone that Chloe winning was a fluke. Yeah. You know, you were just as good, if not better. Then how about me with my smart comment? I'm like, I think Melissa and Maddie need to get used to taking a turn at the bottom because we've all been there. <laughs> like, what a bitch I, I am. I don't think that's a bitchy thing. I think it's true. It is true, but I don't know. I think I sounded bitchy. Well, we always sound bitchy, Kel. But come on. You don't get to come on a show like that where everybody's fucking tortured and never be fucking tortured. You have to have a dose of torture. It's a requirement. Yeah. Meanwhile, they had a teaspoon of torture. I had a gallon. How about you? Yeah. 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 Hang out at the bottom for once. How about Melissa having her glasses on? I was screaming about that. And then I, I wrote make the that, smart comment later. later. You say something. It was so yeah. funny because I'm like, oh, I wrote that down. And then you say Me something. too. Me too. I did the same. Then Paige is next, of course. She's fifth. And Abby says, once again, it's the same pattern. Kelly, it's like, Kelly. She yeah, she doesn't think Kelly. she has to work anymore. And Abby says that, you know, she thinks Paige is satisfied with winning third place. And, you know, she stopped working since she got third. Why does Abby think that she can tell us what Paige thinks? Did she ask Paige that? I hate that. She's like putting thoughts in their head. Yeah. Excuse you. You forgot to mention something very important. What? Your cold shoulder steak shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like that shirt. Did you buy that from Jill? Did you take that from Jill? No. Jill loved a snake. No, but I did like that shirt because you know what? You could wear it with leggings because it was long in the back, so it covered up your ass. Um, but, but it was still like kind of fancy. Like, so it was like you were wearing a comfortable outfit, but yet it was could still be fancy with their, their leggings. In 2023, you would never cover your ass in leggings. You would put a crop top on to show off your ass in leggings. Uh, no, I'm still wearing the long one to cover it. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying that's the trend. But you would not it's... see me in no crop top. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing. I'm out now and I see people that have crop tops on and I'm like, you should not have that crop top on. I don't know. I just would never. I used to say, and this is really awful. I shouldn't even say this. I used to go to places and I would be like, people should pay me for like, I could be in a booth, almost like a priest in a confessional where I'm like, go to go change. Yeah. Did don't wear that mirror today. <laughs> like, don't wear that. And look, I would tell myself that. Yeah, me too. Me uh, too. Uh -huh. Like this shirt I have on, I don't know what I was thinking when I wore this, but I figured I only wore it once. I might as well wear it again on here since I have an excuse to wear it again. Give it to Goodwill. Well, you know, I couldn't resurrect that butterfly shirt because I think I set that on fire. I hope so. Well, you know, I saw Brooke's metamorphosis dance and I said yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were all for that butterfly. Maybe you should have had me rhinestone the shirt because that, that's uh, really so good. 
It was terrible. Yeah. So next was Nia. Um, she says that, you know, Nia's doing fine, but fine isn't going to make you a star. Then we go to the middle row and she says that Kendall poured her eye in a positive way. <laughs> That's such an underhanded compliment. Yeah. So she says, if I don't say your name and I'm not yelling at you, get worried. Mm. Wh- which is true. Like, I mean, because that's what, remember when she wouldn't say Chloe's name and stuff? Like, uh, yes, how can I forget? You. Yeah. Jill says, you know, she's ecstatic because Kendall's never been off the bottom of the pyramid and they're moving up and they're working towards, you know, whatever. This is good for them. I thought Kendall was up higher on the pyramid not long ago. Am I wrong? I don't remember. I don't either, but I felt like... Like she wasn't on she the bottom was, row. Yeah, I don't know. That felt wrong to me, but I could be wrong. Then we have Miss Chloe. She's second. And she said, you know, Chloe, you look great, but you forgot part of your solo and you improvised. Um, she needs to do what she's taught and do the choreography even better than Abby could imagine it. That's a dancer. How, when she's supposed to do the choreography that Abby gives her and not improv, can she do it better? She wants her to do what she's given her. Right. But I mean, I think Chloe did a total of, I, I don't know, 250 dances on Dance Moms. I don't know if that's the right number. I'm just throwing a number out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Chloe has done quite a few dances correctly or you know, what she was given. And I know that there was a situation not long ago where a certain someone was saying that Chloe never did one dance correctly on that entire show. How could that be? Yeah. Anybody watching would be like, uh, that's incorrect. But again, it's 12 years later and she's still pushing the narrative that Chloe didn't do the choreography. <laughs> so some things never change. Yep. <sighs> so then we go to the top of the pyramid and Abby says, you know, I know the kids think that it's going to be Brooke on the top. And she's like, huh, not a chance. I wrote, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so she pulls off the thing and it's a blank picture. And she's like, and the top of the pyramid is nobody. And she says that nobody in that group that got fourth deserves the top spot. And that Brooke still isn't on the team. Kelly, why? What was going on that I don't remember? I why don't was know. Brooke not on the team for so long? I don't know. To me, this is the weirdest. Thing. And like, I don't, this isn't something a fan can jump in and answer. They're just going to be like, I don't know. You when know, she took um, those two weeks off. I mean, she wasn't off for the two weeks, but she didn't go to the competitions for the weekend. So she had to have something going on for school. I know, but I think this is the weirdest, like, disjointed storyline because it doesn't make sense. They show her in class. I don't know. It's bizarro. It's totally, totally bizarro. I don't know. And I was just like, I have to ask Kelly, like, what was going on that I'm I don't remember. I should have asked Brooke, but she probably won't remember either. No, she's blocked it out. But so then I'm like, you know, why does Brooke keep coming to class if she's not going to be on the team? And Abby looks at Brooke and says, you know, Brooke, do you want to be here? And Brooke just kind of looks at her and is like, uh, and shakes her head yes. Yeah, because Brooke is terrified to say anything. Yeah. You know, at this point, Brooke really doesn't want to be there. Well, who does? Yeah. I bet if you went through the room and you took a survey at that point, I'm not really sure if anyone would be like, this is great fun. (laughs) I love it. Can I please do this more? How about I film two shows? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in my interview saying that I've been playing by Abby's rules and she still won't let Brooke on the pyramid. Or I say, I think that Abby's been playing a game with me and I really don't care because I think her pyramid's a crock of shit anyways. (laughs) And I screamed and retweeted it. Her pyramid is a crock of shit. Kelly, I was fucking dying because... 
I'm like, oh, that's not a pickup. I love when I know it's not a pickup. You're like, her pyramid's a crock of shit. So Abby tells us, you know, that the group dance is going to be Pink Lemonade and it's musical theater. And she tells Brooke that she's planning on her being in the group routine this week. Oh, thanks. You know, even though she was in the acro dance last week, you have to make a special point to be like, I have allowed you to be in this group routine. Thank you. Kendall's doing a solo. It's Oh You Nothing. And it's acrobatic jazz. Um, And Abby says to Kendall, remember that. I owe you nothing. You are very lucky. Embrace this opportunity and make the most of it. And she's so smug. Yeah. And then they show Jill's face. She's like, kind of like, right here, Abby, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And we also get a glimpse of Jill's octopus scarf. That like scarf that's cut, like those blankets, you know? Fringe. Yeah. Yeah. That fringe shirt. Yep. Um, So then we go to another solo. We have Nia. And it's 100 years from now, and it's a lyrical. And Nia's just, you know, excited. She loves to get a solo. Mm-hmm. She's cute in her pigtails. Yes. And Abby says it's going to take 100 years for her to straighten her legs and point those feet. Always a dig, right? Always a dig. I can't just be like, you know what, Nia? You impressed me last week. Here's your solo. She has to be like, you suck a bag of dicks. Here's your solo. Well, then she's like, we have one more solo to give out. And Maddie's like, could it be me? Yeah. And Chloe, she's like, Chloe, do you think you can do the dance that I teach you? Like, yes. Then she says, have you talked to your mom about stopping the advocacy for all of the other mothers? I am so tired of them going back to them being on strike for me because it Mm -hmm. so was not that. And, you know, I don't know if it's this week. When we got our notes, did you look at the after things? Yeah. Are the extras? And it, mm-hmm. Holly actually says mm-hmm. to the girls on camera, we didn't leave because of Kelly Broken Page. We left because of the contract. So it's a different situation than ah. leaving for Kendall. It, it comes up later. I don't think they showed it, though. I think it was just... No, they didn't show it because they can't say that. But also... Maybe we'll show it on the after party. Yeah, we should do do an episode. Maybe we should do that coming up. Oh, God, that could be a whole other freaking series. Where we go back from season one and we start watching the never-before-shown scenes. I think we did do that at one point. But we should do all the other ones and react to those because those are less known. But my point to all of this is... Why does she talk to the kids? Why is it Chloe's responsibility to talk to me about it? Yeah. Stop advocating. Just like when she cornered Maddie in that room last week and was like, about, you know, how could you not get out of the car? That scene is sickening. Sickening. It's just like this. You know, have you talked to your mom? And I said, uh, oh, huh. Wait, my interview, I, I'm going to I'm gonna steal this from you because I just say like, Abby's holding a grudge over the walkout a few weeks ago and she needs to move on. I just have to say, my hair is so fucking bad in that interview. <laughs> you know whose hair was bad in her interview? It was Abby. Melissa. Abby's was horrible. She looked like she had a helmet on her head. But then there's another one where she looks like she has the sperm from them, something about Mary. It looks like she did the like the the thing, you know, through the bangs. It looks like that. Yeah. But and Melissa's hair goes like this. Yeah. All of our hair is bad. Whoever was doing our hair that week really liked their rat tail comb or their rat comb, whatever that's called. I never really had them do my hair. No, because your hair had its own vibe. You guys used to get like extensions and all that shit. So I just came with my hair done. So they never really touched it other than like an interview. Remember when they used to spray us with hairspray and go like- And then slick it down. it down. I used to be like- 
don't touch my hair. They're like, we have flyaways. I'm like, I don't freaking care. Just mm-hmm. give me flyaways because it made them look so terrible. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Every interview they did that. Yes. And we looked idiotic. And extensions 12 years ago were different than today. Yeah. They were made from like plastic Barbie hair. <laughs> you know, like if you were to put a lighter to my hair, it would have melted. I think my hair would burn now. Like, because it's real hair. Like, extensions are just different. I've never had one of those. I gotta do that one time. I like extensions for thickness. Like, my hair is this long. You can see, like, my real hair, it's, like, this long. Because I don't have hair. I have very fine, thin hair. So, I like it for thickness. Yeah. And I get them sewn in. I used to get the uh, keratin beads, which would destroy my hair. But this protects my hair. I mean, I don't wear them all the time, but I do have them in right now. Okay. So this is Christy's hair corner. So thank you for listening and move on, Kel. Okay. So she tells Chloe she's going to have a solo. It's called Left in the Dark. It's contemporary. And she tells her that there's a lot of hits in accents and it's stronger than what she's done before. Uh Uh-huh. And Chloe has a cute little face because she's smiling. Yes. She was happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think she liked this dance. Yeah. Abby announces that the group routine, they're going to have hats as props. And she says, drop your hat and you're off the team. Do you know what she really said there? Do you remember? No. She did not say that. What did she say? She said, and that's why we react so insanely. She said, drop your hat and you're dead. (laughs) And that's why we're all like, oh my God. I think they had her record a voiceover about being off the team because they wanted to make it seem like I was kicked off the team, which I wasn't. I was in trouble, which we'll talk about as we get to next week. But yeah, that's why we're all like, oh my God. And the kids start laughing because she said, drop your hat and you're dead. We're all like, Jesus. It's a little harsh. (laughs) It's a hat. So Abby (laughs) says again in her interview, they think I'm joking. Let somebody drop the hat and let's see what happens. Mm. So Abby dismisses us and tells us we have to go rhinestone. So then we see Nia. She's in rehearsal doing her solo. And the moms are upstairs. And Holly says she's surprised to see that Abby isn't teaching Nia solo from the gymnastics mat. She's actually up on her feet. I'm so cracking up at Holly at this. Uh, and Holly finds out from Melissa that Abby didn't apologize for how she spoke to her at the competition last week. Which Abby's never apologized. No. So I don't know why Holly would have thought she would have apologized. Mm, I'm thinking maybe somebody asked Holly to ask that. But do you notice Abby's outfit? I think she has rhinestones today. That green and black, I think where the trim was, I think she had some rhinestones on there. Did you stone it for her after hours? Maybe Melissa did. Jill, it was Jill. I'm done kissing ass. I don't do that shit no more. Stone your yeah. own shit, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even blow drying your hair. Fuck no. So Jill says that she knows Melissa is about to explode because Maddie and Kenzie were at the bottom of the pyramid. But clearly at this point, Abby wants nothing to do with Melissa, which I think is a crock of bull. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was just basically for camera. You tell uh, Melissa yes. that we're surprised that she didn't say anything in response to Abby. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, wa- I wasn't either. So somebody probably told you to say that. Yeah. And they show like that flashback and Abby was brutal. She was. I was actually shocked at what Abby said to Melissa. And I was like, oh, like, you can see my face. That was real. I was shocked. Especially in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, poor Maddie. Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah. So here, Abby made Maddie hysterical. And do you know how much heat I've taken over the years for how many times has my daughter beat your daughter? Well, here, Abby is making Maddie cry. And I said something to Melissa. I don't even remember what I said. I said something like, 
you know, that was awful and I would never put up with it. And Melissa's just like, oh, it is what it is. And I'm not you, whatever works for you. Yeah. Because she knows that she's not going to say a word. Yeah. Well, she knows that our kids get in trouble because of things we say. So she's smart and didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. We should have took some notes. Yeah. But you're in your interview and you say, it's weird to see Melissa pretend that it isn't bothering her by Abby's treatment of her kids. And then you say, I love this. Melissa is wearing glasses this week because her contacts uh, can't stay in her eyes through all those tears. Talk about a bitch. I'm a fucking bitch. So I look at Melissa and I'm like, you sit there and didn't say a word. Say you didn't say anything because you were trying to protect your daughter, but your daughter still didn't get a solo this week. Mm -hmm. So you should have well, said something to stick up for yourself. And to show your kids that it's not okay for somebody to bully you. Yeah. I mean, to me, that was always kind of my, I guess, saving grace. Because at the end of the day, I think that, and your kids have said this, at least our kids saw us standing up for them or for what we believed in or for what things were wrong. Somebody asked Paige, are you embarrassed or you, do you get upset when your mom like fights like that with Abby? Her comment was that, no, I don't understand why a lot of the other moms don't stick up for their kids. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different agenda. I'm just a mama bear. When you, when you mess with my, like, you can say whatever you want to me and I can take it. But when you say it to my 10-year-old, I'm going to stick up for her. I don't yeah, care. I agree. I don't care whether I, um, I look like an idiot or not. Well, I don't know if you look like an idiot, but you know what I mean? Like, it depends on who is on the receiving end of it. If it's a narcissist or a sociopath, you're out of luck. So, you know, I say that to Melissa and Melissa gets mad and she stands up and leaves as always. And she says, you know, she's not going to confront Abby and that it's not anybody else's concern. Mm -hmm. But it is. And this is what I continue to point out every single episode. It is our concern because you signed up to be on a show. Even though it seems as though we're picking on Melissa, we're not. We're saying like, you signed up to be on this show. You knew what this show was. Open your mouth and be a participant, especially because your kids are shown as the superstars. They are featured. Our kids are tortured. And the show is a hit because the moms open their mouths and the ones that are benefiting are your children and you're not playing the game. Exactly. So there's me. Let me step off of my soapbox. But that is the problem that we all had with Melissa not saying a word. So then we go to Candy Apples and Jesus Christ. Kathy's there with her new team. And she says, you are here because I was a little lenient with last year's team. And it bit me in the apples. Does she sit around and practice this shit? I don't know if like the producers tell, because Abby says a bunch of weird shit like that too. <laughs> yeah, like is Ellie. it a dance teacher thing or what? I don't know. Because if somebody told me to say, is there have been times when they have said, Christy, I needed to say that. And I would look them dead in the eye and I would say, I'm not saying that. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that. That's fucking stupid. So Kathy says since last year's Nationals, um, she's used all of her resources to get the perfect team. And it's all boys. And she's like, it's genius. Kathy tells her new team that um, she needs to beat Abby. Then she has a pyramid for her team. And fourth is Bryant. And she says he needs to focus on his technique, but he has a burning desire to get ahead. Next, we have Jalen. And she says, if there's a B-boy to be had, you're the one. If you want to slide out on your head, go right past Abby Lee Miller. 
Then we have Gino. He has excellent technique, and Kathy knows he's going to bring it to the board. Mm-hmm. And then we have Zach on the top. Zach, Lennon, and Kathy says Lennon is highly trained, has excellent technique, and Abby wanted them to dance at the ALDC. So mm-hmm. I don't remember Abby trying to get. I don't either. And I wrote that. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm not really sure if I recall that. And I put a big question mark. Yeah, I don't remember that either. So Rick Jalen's dad says that the pyramid promotes individual effort instead of group effort. Mm -hmm. Like, haven't you seen the show before? Yes. (laughs) Which I assure you they have. Anybody who comes on the show at this point, I don't care if they say they don't have TVs. They have seen the show. So Kathy says that teams are made up of individuals and a leader, and she's the leader. And Kelly is dying from consumption. Do you have a little handkerchief with blood on it? Like from the 1800s? Shut (laughs) Should I name this Kelly has consumption? No, be quiet. That's what I'm naming it. God, I can't stop talking. Choking. I'm going to have to have you take over soon. So Kathy says in her interview, the girls are a dime a dozen at competition. Boys make judges sit up and take notice, especially when they're technically fabulous, like all the boys that I found. She found them. Okay. Um, so they should be doing tumbling and shit like that. Then we go to the ALDC doing our rehearsal for Pink Lemonade. Abby says, the song of the group routine is about life. You get lemons and you make lemonade. So upstairs, it's you and Jill, and you say that Maddie looks like she's ready to lose her mind. I don't know how much more of this Melissa is going to be able to take, because Maddie doesn't have a solo, and Mackenzie's not even in the group dance. She's over in the corner like a little rat. (laughs) What made you say she's like a little rat? That was me. I didn't mean it meanly. I didn't. And I know everyone thinks I meant that meanly. Yeah, that's insane. But I, I meant like Abby discarded her in the corner. Like she was like Abby perceived her as a rat. Not that Mackenzie was a rat. I didn't mean it like that. And I heard, I saw myself or I heard myself say that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's horrible. But I meant like Abby was like, be gone, you little rat. And she's like in the corner, like playing with her jazz shoe. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. I said that, but I know how I meant it. So now I'm like explaining myself to the masses 12 years later. I didn't mean Kenzie was a rat. I meant Abby treated her as if she was a rat. Okay. Okay. That's what I mean. Then we go Um, to the costume shop and Holly's in there, you know, just keeping (laughs) Melissa company while Melissa cleans the dance. Somebody was like, we need somebody to go downstairs and Holly and she's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So Melissa tells Holly, you know, I'm not going to do anything about this whole thing with Abby. And Holly's like, really? And Melissa's like, I don't know what to do. It's a shame that my kid's whole life is about Miss Abby. And I don't want to hurt Abby's feelings. What about you don't want to hurt your kids? Yeah. like, And and she, she like started to cry, didn't she? When she was like. Yeah. In Melissa's interview, she says she doesn't like to confront people. And that she always appreciates what Abby has done for Maddie and Mackenzie. Abby made them into the dancers they've become. Okay, except now. We do not say those names. So this has clearly changed. Yes. Yeah, because she they don't like to talk about it. No. And Melissa confesses that she uh, regrets participating in the silent protest. And Holly points out that Abby can turn 
on anyone at any given time. Okay, so here's what I want to say. Melissa at this point really thought that she had ruined her kids, and I'm using air quotes, careers by standing up for the real reason we were in the parking lot. And what people don't realize is that I don't even think if I have a very specific example of an episode, but I know you remember this, where we would be sitting upstairs doing our job, opening our mouths, saying words, and Abby would literally scream up at Melissa, shut your mouth, don't say anything. You want your kids to be mega stars. Yeah. And she wouldn't. And and we used to get pissed off because we would be like, no, she's on a show. She needs to open her mouth. And Abby would be like, don't open your mouth to her on camera. And she wouldn't. So at this point, because she had done something against Abby, she thought that she had ruined her kids' chances of being megastars, superstars, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And Kelly is shaking her head because you know that what I'm saying it sucked. It sucked. It sucked for everybody. Yep. 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 I agree. Well, I started to try to keep my mouth shut. Right. Christy, are you experiencing your hair thinning? Yes. I hate it. It makes um, me feel very alone. And millions of Americans are experiencing it. And it's not only common, it's normal. Oh, but that makes I, me feel better. Yeah. But I don't think women talk about it. And <laughs> that's why we feel all alone and frustrated with it. Okay, Kelly, you and I talk about everything and we've never had this conversation. <laughs> well, we need to join the thousands of women that are going and doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. Nutrafol is now available in vegan formula. Their newest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 plus with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of hair thinning. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz that helps you to identify causes of your thinning hair. And Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BAR. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BAR. That's B-A-R-R-E. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code BAR. So next we see um, Jill's house. Jill says that, you know, this is a big week for Kendall and she wants Kendall to look amazing. So she has a costume designer come to her house. She, you know, Jill's telling the costume design she wants something over the top. <laughs> Kendall goes, boom. <laughs> uh, Beam, I am screaming during this entire thing. I'm cackling. I'm screaming. It's hysterical. So then Jill says, you know, a costume doesn't make a number, but it helps. And if I'm willing to pay the money and spend the time and hire a designer, Abby won't be able to overlook Kendall. This whole scene is hysterical. So, you know, Kendall and Jill thank the costume designer. She leaves and Jill hugs Kendall and says, you know, she's really excited. Take a drink because now we go to- What? No, I'm drinking for you. The headband. The headband. Red headband Abby has on. I actually didn't mind that headband. We've seen that headband before. I know, but it's one of the better, I have to say. Yes. Why? Because it's not 14 inches thick and made out of like Barbie plastic? Yes. I don't know. It was one of her better ones. Kelly, that's very subjective. It's one of her better ones. 
the girls are all standing around Abby and they all have their fedoras in their hand and they're going to use the props for practice that had. And Abby tells them they better not come in third, fourth, or second. No pressure, girls. Yes, it's fun. Yay, we love it. It's a feel-good moment. Uh-huh. So now we're at another group rehearsal for the group dance, and all the girls are in there except Mackenzie. And Abby says the group routine has a surprise involving the hats. She says as the routine goes on, the girls pull the hats off, and their hair comes tumbling down. And the girls, you know, they'll keep dancing with their hats in their hands. Okay, do we know... My brain just totally shut off. Do you know what Pink Lemonade is? what it was based on. It's based on cherries. Do you remember cherries? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the dance cherries. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Pink Lemonade is a, a like a sound alike. And it's like harkens back to the ALDC did a dance a few years earlier called Cherries. Life is just a bowl of cherries. Uh, it was a beautiful cover of that song. I'd have to look up what it was. And they had almost the exact same outfits, except instead of being pink and black they were black and red they took the hats off gianna was actually in the number and it was a spectacular musical theater number and so this is their version of it and they did the same thing where the hats came off it was like cherries the hats the the hair and so this was the whole cherries number which this is one of my favorite numbers they did on the show because I loved cherries. It was gorgeous. And this was gorgeous. And I'm so mad that this whole thing is overshadowed by that stupid fucking hat falling off <laughs> because it's such a good dance. Yeah, I liked it. I loved it. But yes, the hat coming off with the curls and the hair is such a moment on stage. It's gorgeous. And like I said, Gia was in that dance. So the girls are rehearsing and Chloe's hat falls off. And Abby tells her to pick it up. And Chloe does it. She keeps dancing. And Abby says in her interview, if the the kids drop their hat on stage, it's going to ruin the whole number. (sighs) And, you know, Abby is like, nobody was good. Not one person can be off because when the hats are off, the judges are going to see it. I would like everyone to remember that we do our interviews after the episode. And Chloe in her interview says, dancing with a hat is pretty hard. I just hope I don't screw it up at the competition. We do the interviews after the yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, so here we are in the entryway and Abby has Broadway baby. I am screaming during this whole thing. So Abby's holding the dog up to the water fountain to get a drink. Now we drink out of that. I like, know, Kelly. Kidding. I know. I, know. Like, I know. You know kids, like little kids, sometimes they put their mouth on there and... and ugh. It is the most unsanitary thing ever. And then Broadway Baby has all of those. There's mold on her. I don't know. I mean, it looks mold. I know it's not mold. Don't dog lovers come for me. Uh, uh, uh. I think she just came from the groomers. No, the groomers did a bad job. Don't tip them. I'm almost 100% positive. I mean, I know Broadway Baby, that's not dirt. I know it's like stains, but it's still just, it presents as dirt. Okay? That's what I'm saying. Okay, so Abby puts Broadway Baby back down and she says, yay, good girl. Now let's find you a cup. Why didn't we find a cup before? (laughs) (laughs) Then Jill says, Jill bends down and pets Broadway Baby and says, wow, you're all clean. Yeah, no, she's not. Jill lies. from the groomer. I wrote Jill lies, lies, trying to woo Abby. No, she just came from the groomer. I think her face is stained. (laughs) 
It is stained. Yeah. But she was from, I just got the groomer. Jill says, look, Broadway baby. And then she's like, like I don't know you. She's going to know you because you're going to be her dog sitter today. And do you see Jill's face? Jill's like, mm-hmm. Abby tells her to take her for a walk. And Jill's like, outside? Like, well, no, Jill, where do you think you're going <laughs> to for a walk, dipshit? But we have to point out that all of Jill's pets are named after designer brands. There was like Lulu and Gucci and fucking Chanel. I don't know. I don't like, know what all of them are called. Yeah. They all have designer names. And then there's like Broadway Baby with her like stained face. And Jill's like, oh. Ick. So Jill says, you know, outside. And Abby's like, yes. And she's like, Kendall doesn't come first. My dog comes first. And then she looks at Broadway babies and says, want to go do some tinkles? And I threw up in my mouth. Yes. Yes. I threw up in my mouth. Yes. Then the next thing I threw up over was Jill's in her black fedora. I said she stole the dance, the hat from the dance. I don't know if, I think the producers told her gave to her a hat. <laughs> I don't know. You know Jill though. Like it was it was we did a cowboy dance thing and she wore a cowboy hat or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I was actually screaming when I saw that interview. I'm like, how in God's name does she have that hat on? It, yeah, it like, looked like it, fit, who it looked that? small or something. It did. It didn't look good. Yeah, I didn't like it. But so Jill's, you know, in her fedora and she's saying, I'm honored that Abby trusts me with her dog. <laughs> I just really hope she doesn't go to doggy heaven on my watch. Yeah, we all hope that. I was like, oh God, please don't let that dog die. And then I have to say, this is one of the most honest moments in Dance Moms coming up. The next two sentences that you're going to say. So Jill waves a stick over Broadway baby in the grass and coaxes Broadway baby to go potty. Can't. You are walking up the steps holding two cups of coffee. Coffee. So I was coming from the doctor's office. We had just finished lunch, which was dinner. Uh, We had like a break. And so I was like, oh, give me a cup of coffee, which AKA red wine for you, white wine for me. And I was bringing it up and I walked into the scene with Broadway Baby and Jill. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, there is a God. Thank you for blessing me with this moment. You say that in your interview. Like, I think Jill saw an opening on Abby's pyramid of moms and thought, oh, Melissa has fallen from grace. I will walk the dog so I can get at the top of the mom pyramid. I still think that. Oh, absolutely. She always did that. Yeah. And since the whatever, the gifts didn't work, now we're heading towards um, like favors. So they show us upstairs. You know, we're all walking up the steps. Jill brings up Broadway Baby. And Melissa says Broadway Baby will bark when she sees Abby. And Christy's, you're like, well, I bark when I see Abby too. <laughs> it's actually, I don't know if I bark as much as I scream. It's like seeing Sasquatch. I'm like, ah! it's like a jump scare. How about when she comes upstairs later, Jill literally has a jump scare. She's like, we didn't like when she came into our space. No, she didn't belong upstairs. Mm-hmm. Just like she told us she, we weren't allowed in her room. Well, you weren't allowed in our upstairs. No, it was like seeing a bear ride a tricycle. It just didn't feel natural. Uh-huh. So we're up there. Broadway baby sees Abby. She barks. You know, everybody thinks it's funny. And you say, I guess Broadway baby can sense evil too. Yeah, dogs are very sensitive. Dogs didn't like Ted Bundy either. They are. Yeah. And he was a sociopath. Yep. 
So then we go to Kendall's solo rehearsal of Oh You Nothing, and Abby tells Kendall to be dangerous and try to demonstrate looking fierce. I love when she says wild shit to the kids because the kids always just look at her like like she's crazy. I don't even know if they look at her like she's crazy as much as they look at her with just like a blank face thinking like, my friends are at a sleepover and I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Abby's like, you know what? No more second chances for Kendall. How is this a second chance? I don't know. Maybe from the last solo? No, she had a duet. I guess that's it. I don't know. I feel bad for Kendall. I really do. So we're upstairs, all the moms, and you look at Jill, and she tells you about Jen Rocket. I don't understand why the costume wasn't there. Well, Kelly. It was basically I don't know finished if... when Kendall was trying it on, wasn't it? At yes. her house. I don't know if you know, but there's this show that we're on called Dance Bombs, and sometimes they do shit to you to set you up. I guess. <laughs> I was, but I mean, obviously... They probably just wouldn't give it to her. But why wouldn't Jill, like, fight about that then? That's probably what they wanted. I think that that's what she was doing, because if you look at her screaming, it looks like she's screaming at a producer that's in the corner. I don't know that. I don't remember that. But if I look at her eyeline, I mean, it, it looks on camera that she could be screaming at Abby, but... We know where the producer sat. So I'm thinking that maybe she was screaming at a producer. Yeah. You get Jill to admit that she didn't design the costume. And And Melissa's like, (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Melissa tells Jill, you could get yelled at for making your own costume behind Abby's back. Mm -hmm. You could also get yelled at for rolling your suitcase in the wrong direction. I'm just saying. So Abby stands at the bottom and she calls the moms into the costume shop. Did you see the close-up of the red plastic rhinestone crap. No. She had her hand up, and the way they shot it, you had a super amazing close-up of, it was a red plastic knockoff Swatch watch with rhinestones in it, like, for the numbers. I think there was, like, one rhinestone, two rhinestone, three rhinestone. I swear to God. And then... She had a ring that looked like a really unfortunate ladybug ring that you might have gotten from a bubblegum machine at like the supermarket with a quarter. It was horrific. And no wonder why I said she wears red plastic rinds and cap. <laughs> oh, look, I'm just saying what I see. I'm just observing. I'm an observer. So we go, we're, you know, Abby calls us down to the costume shop and Jill's like, woohoo, let's go. Let's get this done so we could go home early and pack. And you're like, yeah. Okay, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that was the most honest thing I ever said on that show. That was so real. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going home. Forget it. Shut up. Uh-huh. So Abby tells us, you know, that the costumes for the group routine were custom made, but they need to be rhinestoned. Yeah, what else is new? And then Abby puts on one of the fedoras and demonstrates, you know, how it's going to be worn. And I have to say, Abby looked good in that hat. I don't recall that specifically, but I do know Abby had a real, like, wrinkle in her panties about hats being accurate oh it it looked she looked good in the hat i liked it yeah okay all right i mean look i think abby's pretty yeah i do i think she has a mean spirit but i think she's an attractive person yeah so then abby pulls out nia's costume and in her interview abby says chloe will wear a ragdoll costume which was just raggedy ann and i had to like dirty it up so abby tells jill that she wants kendall's costume to be green and, you know, Jill tells them that she had a costume made. It's gray on the top and the bottom with a lace overlay. Remind me when we get to the costumes to make a point. Jill says, you know what, Abby? You're going to like what I came up with. And Abby says, you know, 
Jill, you just don't understand. I don't like people going behind my back. And Jill's like, I wouldn't have gone behind your back. And Abby's like, you know, I understand, but that's my problem with Melissa. And I'm surprised again that she said that because, you know, here's Abby backing us up on that. Do you remember when our kids did Mr. Touchdown? And Abby like waited and waited and waited and waited looking for a costume. So finally I found a costume online and I printed it out and get, gave it to her at the front desk. Do you remember? Uh-huh. And she threw it and told me the internet was going to ruin the world. Yeah. But that, <laughs> those are the costumes we got. Those are the costumes we got. But she threw it and told me the internet was going to ruin the world. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I was trying to be helpful. I was. I was trying to be helpful. Yep. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest in Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. I started using Acorns a few years ago, and I have it set up that if I'm spending money out in a store, I just round up to the nearest dollar, so that extra change I don't even realize is gone. But what's amazing about it is it's being invested inside the portfolio that fits my goals, and then I look at that balance, and I'm always so excited to see that money there because it feels like this secret bonus money to me. And you can start investing, too, by heading to acorns.com slash bar or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorn.com slash bar. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities LLC, member FINRA-SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, 
Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bar. So then we go upstairs and you're like, I guess Jill's changing her approach. She realized that giving gifts didn't really get her too far. So now she's doing favors for Abby. And Melissa's like, that's something I would do. Know thyself. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so we're up there and we're working on the costumes. We're putting rhinestones on them and stuff. And the girls are dancing. And you find out from Chloe that she still hasn't started her solo. And she tells you that she don't know when she's going to learn it. I think at this point, if I had to guess, and I, I wasn't really privy to it at that point, but I believe that the producers caught on to the fact that like that really got me pissed off. And so they started to intentionally do that. They knew everything that pissed me off too. And that's why they did it to me every right. freaking week, you know, just because they knew that would push my button. Right. Just like the costumes in season one. Yeah. Got your goat. This pisses me off. So they're like, eh. Yep. We're going to do this. And so, and that's why when I get into the fight with Holly later, it's not about that. It's about, I knew that they were intentionally like pushing this. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're doing it to piss me off, but you're really ultimately hurting my daughter, which is what Jill says later. It's when you understand what's happening, it's so, uh, it's so obvious. But when you're just watching, you're like, it's a show. And when you like really look at it from a different lens, you're like, oh, these poor, I think these poor women, like my heart goes out to Jill during this. Yeah. Because I know what the fuck's happening. So now we're in Nia's solo rehearsal and Abby tells Nia um, she doesn't have a hundred years for her to fix her legs and feet. <laughs> Abby's like, I'm giving Nia a solo. You might think I'm off my rocker. No, she's pushing that narrative that Nia can't fix it. I hate that. Yep. And Abby reminds Nia that she's competing a lyrical routine in the 11-12 age category and that she needs to step it up. Because Nia's 11, just to point out for anybody who doesn't know. Nia's 11 at this point. Okay. Do you hear me pouring my drink? No. It sounds lovely. So we're upstairs and Jill and Holly ask you what's wrong and you say that you're frustrated because no one seems to care that Chloe hasn't started learning her solo. Talking about production. Holly suggests that, you know, this is a test 
to see if you'll advocate for Chloe. Oh, okay. Except that we all know that I advocate. And so I don't think Holly really was saying that to me. I feel like if I had to guess and I don't recall, I feel like my best guess would be somebody's asked Holly to say that. Probably. So your interviews say, Holly can't possibly understand how I'm feeling. Nia's solo is finished and Chloe hasn't even started hers. Why does Nia need more time than Chloe? 100%. I believe this was a pickup, even by the way I delivered it. Yeah. Then Holly tells you that she thinks she should get downstairs and talk to Abby. Holly doesn't know that it's my job to send people downstairs. How dare she try to trick me? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if you've met Abby, but she doesn't have conversations. She argues. And Holly's like, I wasn't trying to suggest that you get into a fight with her. And you're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> you were getting snippy there. And she says, don't you get snippy with me, miss. Yeah, but you were a little snippy. I was very snippy. Honestly, very snippy. I was so fucking frustrated this entire... I remember feeling so frustrated this entire week, which you're going to see me blow up later on. But it was like... Kel, you know, it was like all of these things building up behind the scenes and what they were doing to your kid. And so me getting snippy with Holly had nothing to do with Holly. Nothing, nothing. I would never, if you removed me from the situation, I would have never gotten snippy with four of you. I probably would have gotten snippy with Melissa if she would have pretended that like what I was saying wasn't accurate. Yeah. But I would have never gotten snippy with you guys because you were the only people who understood. I was just frustrated and pissed off. And I might've even gotten snippy with Holly as a way to be snippy with the producers who are watching me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm getting snippy being a bitch to her, hoping that they understand. But meanwhile, they're like creaming their jeans going like, ha, ha, ha. they're petting their Raven going like, we've got her like a Disney villain. So Holly in her interview says, I feel like Christy's overreacting more and more these days. She's constantly throwing tantrums and I'm not in the mood to fuss over her. hundred <laughs> percent a pickup. You not even a question Holly. in my mind. <laughs> Holly wouldn't have said that. I know, but I love that she did. <laughs> yeah, look, she's not wrong. I was throwing fits, but I don't think Holly said that on her own fruition. I think that was a pickup. Sorry, I do. So now we're at the comp or at the front desk and they show Abby on the phone. She's calling the competition to verify that the routines were entered into the correct categories. And she asked if anybody is coming from any other states. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Like, who would ask that? Nobody. So Abby tells us, you know, she found out that a studio from Ohio is going to be at the competition this weekend. She's certain that the studio from Ohio will be Kathy and that she'll be coming back for with a vengeance. Yes, I'm certain as well, because I'm thinking that she might have caught wind of that. So Abby tells the moms, you know, she didn't like placing fourth last week and she doesn't want to be fourth in front of Kathy. And the girls need to have good technique in their routines. Then Abby says... If they don't win, I get to say I told you so. And she loves it. Uh-huh. Then we go to Chloe's solo rehearsal and Melissa's Ow. wearing fur. Oh, yes. Drink for Melissa's fur. But can we also cheers to how fucking amazing Chloe's turns are in this sequence? Her turns are fabulous. I'm like, damn, like, those are good. And that's why I'm sitting upstairs and I'm like, I like this choreography because she was nailing it. Yeah. And then you're in an interview and you say, Chloe's doing a good job portraying the creepy doll in the solo. Um, more importantly, she's um, remembering every bit of her choreography with so little time to practice. Melissa's upstairs. She's watching Holly work on Nia's costume. 
and she tells her how pretty it is. And you're like, excuse me, Chloe's costume's pretty. <laughs> okay, I have to point out, I was being a dick because I was covering her costume in dirt. And I was kind of being funny, but it makes it seem like I'm being a thirsty bitch. <laughs> I don't think that did there. I didn't oh, you know, I did. When I watched it, I'm like, oh my God, you're so obnoxious. And P.S. I, I mean, I think people got what you meant. Like it was supposed <laughs> to be dirty and ugly. You know what I mean? You're a rag doll. Yeah. Well, and I got in trouble for the way I did Chloe's costume. Do you, you're not going to remember. I very specifically remember because I was sitting up there with a makeup palette and I was just like rubbing marks on it and Abby yelled at me that I made it look like polka dots and so she made me wash it and then she made me put it on my hands and wipe it like I was wiping my hands in an attic Uh. Uh which you know what she's a hundred percent right I can see it looking spotted yeah yeah she was a hundred percent right and as soon as she said that I'm like oh totally on the money right so you hold up everybody's costume and everybody agrees with you that it's pretty. <laughs> Meanwhile, it wasn't pretty. Melissa asked Jill if um, she's going to wear the costume she had made from the costume designer. And Jill says, you know, she's trying to add some green to it that Abby hasn't seen the costume yet. You show up with a beaded top and some crazy eyes. Oh, okay. You did? You had crazy eyes in this. I'm like, oh, I see Kelly's crazy eyes. My make did you see my eye makeup? It was weird. I don't disagree, but it still looked crazy. We need a refund. Yeah. I say, you know, Abby asked everyone if their costumes were done by today. And I like I'm confused. So I asked Joe, you know, why she didn't bring Kendall's solo costume if she already had it made. <laughs> and Jill's like, she's getting, you know, pieces together to add to the costume before the competition. And they were holding it hostage. I'm assuming. Yeah. And I say, you'd think by now, Jill would know better than to do stuff like that. Because if we all recall, the cowboy hat situation was all costume related. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're in another group rehearsal for Pink Lemonade. And the moms are watching the girls rehearse. And we're talking about how they have to hold back their dancing so that their hats won't fall off. Yeah. I definitely think, like, you're so concerned about the hat and, you know, the app is going to make you dead if you drop it that you can't really concentrate on the choreography. I mean, look, those kids at that point were like, there's a firefly in the room. Oh, my God, my hat's going to fall off. Oh, my God, I can't forget this. Oh, my God, I have a test at school. Oh, my God, I have to ride the bus. Oh, my God, my costume might be wrong. They were like, they didn't know if they were coming or fucking going. So Abby says, you know, she brings up the first competition where a particular person's headpiece didn't stay on their head. Mm-hmm. And who did we learn this from? It's Chloe. Yeah, but other people's headpieces have fallen off since then. Kenzie, Melissa, hi. Why isn't she getting called out? But Abby's like, I'm totally serious. If Chloe drops her hat on stage and ruins this whole number, it will ruin the whole number. And she's so smug. Smug bug. Then Abby says... I've had it with the hat situation. I don't have 48 more hours to tell each kid 100 times how to wear their hat. Yeah, and she was upstairs, which she's not allowed. Yeah, and Abby warns us, you know, that we have to make sure that the hats are on correctly. Jill in her interview says, that's not the way to approach a situation. I think kids get the point, but come on, situations (laughs) happen. A hat may drop on the floor. It's no big deal. Correct. Then we go to Kendall's rehearsal. And we see Chloe, she's standing over in the corner, like, in her solo costume. That polka dot dirt costume? Yeah. And Abby says, uh, this is a defining moment for Kendall's life. Kendall's life, Kelly. Kendall's life. Not Kendall's dance career, not this season. Her life. I need to ask Kendall 
if this solo has impacted her life. I'd be curious to hear her answer. <laughs> she's, she's either going to go out there and wow the judges and impress Abby or she's going to blow it. And Jill's like, uh-huh. it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been an easy road. And she's so proud of Kendall. Uh, Kendall's mm. working towards something and she's seeing results. Well, then Kendall's like practicing and she starts marking things. And Abby's like, Kendall, you're marking things. Why are you marking things? I didn't give at Maddie a solo. If I had, she wouldn't be marking the routine. She would be doing it full out every time. I wrote the words, Christ, why? <laughs> like, why do you have to say that to this kid? And Jill's like, in her interview, she says she hates that Abby's so hard on Kendall. And she thinks that Abby sometimes forgets that Kendall's only nine. And we hear Abby screaming downstairs, like, your face is ridiculous, Kendall, on your turns. Mm. Hey, what? <laughs> change your face, Kendall. Change your face. Yes, change your face. Maybe you should choreograph it into the routine. Yeah. Because she used to do that sometimes. So we got to drink again because now we have the candy apples and they showed us farm animals. They haven't shown us farm animals in a while. Moo, moo, moo. They haven't showed us that in a while. Mm-mm. We're at candy apples and Kathy introduces her. She has a choreographer in from L.A., his name's Nick. And she says, Nick is a very good hip hopper. And he do- he's doing exactly what Kathy wanted. Successfully, he's mixing the strengths of hip hop and contemporary dancers together. She says that her routine is very masculine. And the title is very appropriate because she would very much like to be able to say that they owned it. This competition hit us really fast. These boys coming in from all over the nation are going to have to put it together and they don't have any options. And she says, I want to see Abby's face when Jalen comes sliding across the floor on his head. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. But she says, you know, this like came together so fast. Kathy hadn't, hasn't been at competition in a while, has she? No, she hasn't been on the season. I actually had that at the beginning. I'm like, well, we could have been working on this. We've had three days. She's had like what? Six weeks plus the summer. Yeah. You've had a few months. Come on. Okay, so now we're back at ALDC and we're working on Pink Lemonade again. And the girls are rehearsing in their costumes, which is unusual. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. I I saw that. I'm like, I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. Because we never used to do that. Mm -mm, Not at all. I wonder if maybe, and I have no idea. I wonder if maybe from this point forward, we wear our costumes more for rehearsals. But I don't think so yeah it just it seemed odd to me that we had our costume yeah for sure 100 percent. and wait did you notice that the hats that they were rehearsing went in were pink and then they ended up using black like sequined hats in the competition oh yeah yeah i wonder if the pinks were wrong i bet you those were the pig hats i think they were from pigs yeah yeah all oh, pigs is that where brooke fucked up the dance that abby brought up on camera the tap dance yeah yeah <laughs> God forbid. We all have so much drama. Oh my God. And Abby says, you know, this rehearsal is not going well, especially for Kendall. Uh, To be honest, I don't think this kid can handle everything that's on her plate. Oh, and this is where she has that massive helmet hair. Yeah, her hair was bad. Terrible. And she is in a mood in this. You can tell that somebody said something that she didn't like. Maybe her underwear were uncomfortable. Maybe she, I I don't know what happened. Maybe she got her period, whatever. She was pissy. So Abby dismisses the girls and she says to Kendall, I don't think you're going to be doing a solo. 
your mother was to have her costume here today, she knows everything will be fine. No, she's like, she knows everything fine. Oh. It wasn't nice. Yeah, she's just basically like, you're not doing your solo. Poor Kendall is staring upstairs like, (gasps) which you know that feeling of seeing your child look at you like that. And you know, every time I watch the show and I look at Paige or Brooke look Mm -hmm. up at me with those eyes, like help me mom, it breaks my heart all over again. Mm -hmm. It makes me sick to my stomach. You just feel helpless. You are so helpless. And you can tell when Jill is flipping out upstairs, she's not looking at Abby, although it might look like she's looking at Abby. She's definitely yelling at the producers. And she's like, then I'm going home. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Jill, go. I agree with you. Yeah. And Jill's like, you know, I have other children and other responsibilities. Which they made seem like why she didn't have the costume, which is bullshit. I hate that for her. Yeah. Just like you didn't have the stoppers because you were busy doing something. Bullshit. Yeah. And Joe's like, I can't have the costume. They told me they have it, which is breaking the fourth mm-hmm. wall. She's talking about yes. the producers. Yes. They have, have it and won't give it to her. And then she tells us that we're idiots if we stay and let this woman destroy our children. And she says, uh-huh. you know that this is destruction. I couldn't be more on Jill's side in this entire thing. I, I'm like, I said the same thing last season. It, it was just like last season, it was just basically me. Mm-hmm. I'm picking on Paige. Now... I've shut my mouth and they're moving on to other people. I am behaving. Everybody take note. First time for everything, right? I'm behaving. So, you know, I say that I I said the same thing last season. And Jill says, uh, why don't we walk out until Abby apologizes to our children for treating them like fucking animals? (laughs) Did she say fucking animals? She did. Did she? And I wrote, amen. I don't think anybody says this. Maybe it does somewhere later, but everybody's like, she's not going to apologize because our kids were, it was such a shitty situation. I don't know how many times I can say it. Like it was shit. Abby never. No, she was never going to apologize. And like our kids would get the backlash from their success, which made her worse. Yeah. Oh, and we're like, we still have to make a show. So Jill storms downstairs and they show Kendall in the room crying. Mm. And Jill says to Abby, it's not my fault, but even more so, it's not Kendall's fault. It was never the kid's fault. And the kids always got the brunt of it. Yeah. But that's on Abby too. Like, stop fucking yelling at the kids. You know what's going on. Stop bringing them into it. It's not their fault. So Abby says, why didn't you just take the costume I was offering you? You're a grown adult woman. Just go and get it. And Jill's like, that's right. I'm a grown adult woman and we are done with this. She grabs Kendall's hat and she walks into the lobby where, you know, her and Kendall hug and Jill's apologizing to Kendall because Kendall's so upset. Then we have Melissa in her interview. She says Jill's supposed to bring the costume and she didn't. What did she expect Abby to do? And this is where Melissa has holy fucking helmet head. (laughs) Abby says to the girls, I find it humorous that the mom sat in the parking lot for two days because Brooke and Paige weren't here but now that Kendall's not here, it's like, screw you, honey. Every man for themselves. Huh. Look at Brooke and Paige. They didn't shed a tear. A P.S. We've heard every man for himself before. Uh, yeah, we just talked about that with Ed, didn't we? Yeah, when I, uh, when I was in a bad place. But also, why is she saying this to the children? Why do they keep bringing up that it's me and it wasn't, it was the contract? Come fight with people that are your size. So what what is this? Oh, this is what I was talking about. Into the parking lot, Jill's sitting in her car with Kendall. 
And I go out and I'm checking on them. I say, you know, I can tell you right now, Melissa's never going to stick up for Abby again. Never. Jill says in her interview, I can't believe not one mom was on my side, especially Kelly. You were out there. I know. She's like, especially Kelly, I quit the team for her. First of all, you didn't quit the team for me. And second of all, I'm the only one that went out to your car. Yeah. So kiss my ass. Like, yeah. I, I understand that. So Jill, you know, leaves her car. She goes over to the bus to talk to Abby. And isn't it a coincidence that Abby's just on the bus by herself? Yeah, weird. Abby was the last person rolling on the bus late. Yeah, we always like, waited an hour for her to get onto the bus. Exactly. Yeah. But Jill tells Abby that she wants Kendall to dance. And she reminds Abby that she fought to get Kendall on the team. Kelly, stop. For all of the bullshit that you have given me about my mom jeans. I cannot believe that you have not taken pause to talk about Jill's rhinestone cowgirl jeans. <laughs> those were the miss me jeans, I think. Yeah. I did notice them. I actually have a pair of those in my closet. Still? I do. I had about 900 pairs of them, but I threw away every jean I had that zipper was only an inch and a half long. And, and mine have yeah. the bell bottom leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so can't because they're coming back. They're coming they're back. They're not coming back. They're coming back. Get rid of those. All right, Britney Spears. They're coming back and I'm going to have a pair. And you can wear them with your fucking banana clip. Yep. Oh, I think Paige is saving that for me when I come home. I'm proud of Paige. So Abby says, Mm -hmm. what did I say? When I forget your kid's name, that's when you start to worry. And Abby suggests that um, Jill takes Kendall. Every time that Abby yells at her, it's like she'll spend $100. She should give Kendall Mm -hmm. the money or whatever. And she says, like, by the end of the day, Kendall will have $10,000. And Maddie will have $2,000. And Paige got zip. That math doesn't add up to me. Well, it's basically saying that she talks to Kendall all the time, giving her corrections. Corrections. She cares. And she cares sometimes about Maddie's has she has to give her corrections because uh, she's never once given Maddie a correction on camera. P.S. Doesn't give Paige corrections because she doesn't care about her anymore. How much does it cost to throw a chair at someone? Yeah. Didn't she say that she thought that Paige would invite her to her wedding? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm just saying uh, that math doesn't add up for me. Yeah. So Abby says that Jill needs to realize that she's never going to coddle her dancers and Jill needs to get over it. And uh, I was like, that's not healthy parenting. And I also commented that Abby's eyeshadow was very aggressive. Oh, I, I have that wrote down too. That yeah, I know we're shit from, from the top to the bottom. Yes, purple. Yeah. It looked like somebody punched her. It was the bruise picture. They were inspired from the garage. Yeah. <laughs> the picture I stole. Yes. Did you steal that? Yeah, I did. Did you? No, I think they took it back. Do you still have it? No, they took it back. <laughs> they just wanted me to look like a thief on camera. Of course I didn't get to keep it. <laughs> they just wanted us all to look like alcoholics on camera. No, just you and I. So Abby tells Jill that if she wants Kendall to dance, then Jill should get the costume and get on the bus. Jill's just so like, whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever. Yep. And I, I don't disagree with Jill. All right, I have a question. So we have a big thick stack of papers left and this would be a good time to stop if we want to stop because, you know, we have the competition to get through with my fight and blah, 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 blah. So should we stop this episode and do it as a two-parter or should we try to muscle through and this episode will be like two and a half hours long? No, that sounds good to me. I think no. that's <laughs> My brain hurts. Well, I've been reading too much, people. I don't like to read that. <laughs> 
My brain hurts. We know. My eyes hurt. I need to go get real glasses, I think. I cannot oh. see. And you know, like, it's weird. Well, wait, I have a question. Can you only not see up close? Lately, I've been like seeing like almost like a- A, a halo a kind glare of- glare of light or something. Oh, when that's- When I go to look at something. There's an eyeball disorder for that. I don't know what it is, but I know there is an eyeball disorder. Like, I have a hard time like- Before it was just like I needed to be close to the paper. You know what I mean? Like I needed readers. Mm. Now it's like everything's just blurred. Mm. Well, see, me, I have to go like this. I have to hold it out at a length to be able to see it. And I went to the eye doctor a couple of months ago and they told me that that is not a prescription because I was like, oh, can I get prescription? They're like, it's just a reader. And they were like, you need a point. I don't remember. 0.75, whatever. And so I was like, oh, but I know that halo is like, you have an eye disorder. I don't know what it is. Yay me. It's hell getting old people. I know. Your body starts doing shit that it shouldn't do. Yeah, like sagging in all the wrong areas. Well, what's a right area for sagging? I don't know. None. There is no right area for sagging. Should that be the episode title? (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to the doctor's tomorrow. For, for what? I don't, I'm going to tell you whenever I go. I'm looking into getting some things done. Like your vagina rejuvenated? Oh my God, no. But I could <laughs> use that done. I had three babies and three, and they do do that at this doctor. So do shut they? up. I might do that. I might. I just might. What are you doing it for? Oh, we got to talk on the after party. Let's go over to the after party because I have a funny thing to tell you. Okay. I can't wait for Kelly's re- My vagina rejuvenation. rejuvenation. <laughs> Be quiet. I hate you. Goodbye, everybody. Remember we were going to do the vagina steam pot? All right, we'll talk on the after party. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party where we dish even more dirt like naked pizza hell (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar see you next time see you next time hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.